Welcome to the Unicorn Club Audio Journal Podcast. Today is February 12th, 2020. I want to talk to you about something a little bit different this morning. This podcast is going to be short. I do want to remind you my uh, um, virtual cousins <laughs> that you can find the Unicorn Club for Introverts on Twitter if you have a Twitter account. And you'll know that you found the right profile when you see a unicorn made out of burlap. So I want to talk to you something. I want to talk to you about something a little bit different. And it's about entrepreneurship. So today, a lot of people have a side hustle. They may drive Uber or Lyft or DoorDash or, you know, some people have detox teas. I see people um, with lip gloss and um, vendors. I see people on Instagram sell vendor list for those that can't afford to go out to China to seek um, products or whatever it is um, that they get from China. Um, there's some people that sell a listing that is, I'm assuming it's legit. I never purchased um, this vendor list. I see people selling jewelry and Avon and scented candles and bath bombs and body butters and wigs and all sorts of stuff people sell or do for a side hustle. Most people have their nine to five and then they have an extra income on the side. With that being said, the people that know me know that I blog, I'm a blogger, I am an author, I have a book in paperback and digital, I sell women's costume jewelry, well it's for men, women, and children. I am also a certified life coach, and now I have a podcast. Most people that speak to me intimately know these things about me. And I've learned, excuse me, excuse me, I've learned a couple of things in my entrepreneurship. I've learned that complete strangers will support me before family and friends will. The second thing that I've learned is that people on social media are not supportive, but they're nosy. They will watch what you do, not say anything, not come out to support you. They won't invest in you your product or your service. They'll just sit there and look and be little haters. And that's that. And there's some people who will sit there and watch and secretly say, I'm not putting any money in his or her pockets. The other thing that I've learned about entrepreneurship 
is that when it comes to what I've seen in the African-American community is that the money does not circulate. It goes around one time and that's it. But when I look at the Chinese culture with the beauty supply stores and nail stores, the money circulates in their community. When I look at the Jewish people in Brooklyn, New York, a lot of them are in real estate and um, health care. But those are the ones that own the home health aid agencies. The money circulates in that community. And when I say circulate, I mean one hand washes the other. They have their family members, their closest friends, and they say, this is what I'm doing. This is how I did it. When I get situated, I'll pull you on board so that you can be an owner as well. And they pay it forward to the next person. Especially in the Jewish culture, the first thing that they do is pass things down to their children. Businesses, I mean. And with all of that being said, there's been a recent event that happened that prompted this podcast. So I have a couple of acquaintances who are entrepreneurs. Some are full-time and some entrepreneurs. They do whatever it is that they're doing as a side hustle. They're building now for retirement so that the money will continuously flow even after they retire. And so there's been some people who've seen me utilizing entrepreneurship as a hobby. They know I've got a book and a blog and so forth and so on. And these people, they never purchased a book. They've never shared a link. They hadn't come out to support excuse me, they've never come out to support me if I was having an event, even with the jewelry, it's literally $5 because it's costume jewelry, and they have not purchased any jewelry, these very entrepreneurs, and then you have some that, again, see what I do, and they just sit back and watch. A year or two will go by. They do something entrepreneurial like franchise a detox tea weight loss program. And because they know I've been doing what I do for a while, they come to me and they want me to invest something into what it is that they are doing. And that butters my biscuits. The first reason is because they're only coming around because they know that I've been doing it. And the second reason is because they only look at it 
for me to invest in them, but not for them to invest in me. And I find that to be incredibly selfish. If you have a friend or a family member that's doing something, even if you're not interested in it, you know somebody that is or would be. And if a person has a link for a website or they're having a get-together at their home to promote their business or maybe they've rented some space somewhere and they're getting people together to come out to their event. It costs you zero dollars and zero cents to show up to the event. It costs you zero dollars and zero cents to share a link on your social media site. It costs you nothing to pick up the phone and call and say something encouraging or supportive. It costs nothing to do those things. But yet, people, some people, don't think that way. And I personally don't like that. There's people that I know that they do nails at home and they put the little, you know, bling on the nails and, you know, they create colors, nail polish colors and all sorts of things. I don't do my nails. I cut them. I put clear nail polish on my nails. I keep it pushing. But I know women get their nails done. And so I share whatever it is that they post onto my social media platform. There's people that cook. They sell dishes from out of their homes. Again, I share whatever they post on my social media site. There's people that are in the church. They do different things, whatever, or play, whatever the case may be. I share what they post on my social media platform, even if I'm not going. And I say, hey, if you're going to be in this area and you want to see a play, you know, or this is a, you know, a woman's expo, whatever the case may be, you know, show up if you if you would like to attend, even if I'm not going to be there. This is just what I do. I pay it forward because I personally know when you sow seeds of good, those seeds will come back to, to you. Not when you wanted to, but when you needed to. I've learned that about life. Whatever you throw out, there's a ripple effect that will come back to you. Whether it's good or it's bad. If it's bad, we call it karma. If it's good, we say bless God. So, there has been an acquaintance of mine who has been trying to get me to franchise some traveling thing he has going on. Something about getting discounts. And there's two sides of it. There's one where if, where you can create a residual, there's one side where you can create a residual income for yourself. And then there's another side that if you travel, you pay like a subscription fee every month and you'll get discounts on airfare, hotels, cruises, whatever the case may be. And so for me personally, I'm not 
interested in the business part of it simply because <clears throat> excuse me simply because I have my own MLM business that I franchised and I don't want two of them MLM is not the easiest thing for anybody to get into and from what I've seen um, when I've studied it there's been over 70% of people who tried it and have failed while the other 30% I've watched them excuse me I've watched them franchise this MLM business retire from their job retire their spouse from the job and become six-figure earners or millionaires from a multi-level marketing business. That 30% is a select few. Um, and I think that it was meant for them in particular to be uh, millionaires from off of this business. If you look up Stormy Wellington, um, and she tells you her background all the time, she franchised um, a multi-level marketing company, and she has become a multi-millionaire from it. She does speaking engagements. She has a couple of books. She's always going live on social media, talking to you about the business, and um, a lot of different things that she does. And I find her to be influential to a specific market of people. So that's just one person. Uh, we have Tony Gaskins and a couple of other people who has, um, you know, made a business work for them and became uh, multimillionaires from it. So anyhow, this acquaintance of mine had been trying for a very long time. And the reason, my first reason for not uh, investing in his business was because he never invested in mine. He's never shared a link. He's never purchased my book. When it comes to the women's jewelry that I have, of course he's not going to wear women's jewelry, but he knows people that wear costume jewelry. And we have birthdays and Christmas. He could have easily had bought something for $5. Everyone has $5. He could have purchased something for someone for their birthday or for Christmas. Um, that like costume jewelry and the things that I have is really if you look at it you would say you should sell that for more than five dollars so it's not like it's trashy jewelry so anyhow one of my goals for this year was to travel more so the company that he has franchised was having a special for the new year where you can get the vendor listing, um, not the vendor listing, I'm sorry, where you can um, get the discounts on traveling for a low monthly subscription fee. I said, okay, I'll go ahead and, and um, invest in it, knowing full well he's going to get a portion of my monthly subscription fee. I'm putting money in his pocket every month. Even though he's never purchased my book, he's never shared a link to my blog or my book. I have a book trailer. He's never shared that on his social media site. 
He's never said, hey, I know someone that needs a notary signing. Are you available? When is your availability? He's never done that. He's never bought any jewelry from me. Nothing that I've done has he supported me in. And I know this. So I, <clears throat> excuse me, I went ahead and, you know, paid the subscription fee and I took a look at it. And honestly, guys, if you like to travel or you would like to travel more, when you see something that's like, hey, you pay this subscription fee and you'll have access to like tons of things, events and so forth and so on. I encourage you to pay that monthly subscription fee. Like, for instance, the Hilton Hotel in New York, we know that that is not cheap per night. The Hilton Hotel is not cheap. With this monthly subscription that I have, I can pay $115 per night at this hotel. I've seen uh, airplane round trip tickets to another state for $80 for one adult. And that's round trip. So I, I, I now understand, <laughs> first of all, why he travels as often as he can. Number one, he can afford it. Number two, he has the time to, to do it. Well, let me rephrase that. He, he manages his time to travel. And number three, he doesn't have the responsibility of small children. But even if it is a mother, um, a husband, and two children, it's still beneficial to franchise because when the children go on school vacation or whatever the case, the summer vacation, whatever, you can get a discount to go somewhere for a couple of days a week, a weekend, whatever the case may be. It's, I think this is a really good thing for everyone. And I think that people should travel outside of their city, outside of their state, and internationally. Even if you travel to a third world country once in your lifetime, that's great. If you can visit seven continents throughout the course of your life, that's great. So I like what he has franchised. So with all of that being said, one day I was just going on about my business, do, 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 do. And I get a text message from my acquaintance and he says, hey, do you know anyone who would like to travel? And I'm thinking to myself, he's going to get a residual income from all of the people that I recruit. And since we are not in a relationship together, why would I help him build his business? Why would I put money in his pocket and create residual income for him? When number one, he's never benefited, he's never um, supported me. And number two, that's not benefiting me. Why would I do that? Why would I help him build his business? He has not once helped me build mine. So why would I help him build his? So I sent him back a text message and I said to him, how am I going to benefit from recruiting these people? And he says, well, you know, it will only be right if I give you a portion. But let me tell you something, you guys. If I would not have said that, he would not have offered me anything for recruiting people for him.
So then he goes on to tell me if I were to franchise the business part of it, then I would be able to um, create a residual income for myself for the people that I recruit. And I said to him, listen, I already told you from the beginning that I'm not interested in the business part because it's an MLM company and I have enough with my own MLM company. I don't want to. So the me franchising the business part is not going to happen. And so to answer the question, yes, I know plenty of people that travel, you know, especially in the church. I know plenty of people, but I'm not going to recruit them unless it's going to directly benefit me. So he says, okay, you know, I was just asking. I really wanted to cuss him out, you guys. I really did because I wanted to say the audacity of you. The audacity, because you're looking for me to support you and help you build your business, but you have not once did it for me and all of the many things that I do. And I just, you know, I just can't stand it when people want you to do something for them, but they don't want to do anything for you. I hate it when people are very selfish and one-sided. I hate it when people try to take advantage. Like I'm a freaking fool or something. I hate it when people think they mean more to me than what they really do. My actions speak loudly. But for some freaking reason, it goes over people's heads. For some freaking reason, people fail to put themselves in my shoes and understand what it is that I'm saying to them. This is why I created the, the um, podcast called Psychopaths. If you go back and look, scroll through, because I'm quite sure I'm like close to 100 podcasts at this point. Scroll through and look for Psychopaths Part 1 and Part 2. I talk about the definition of a psychopath. I just can't, I can't stand it. I got half of mine to cancel the subscription, but I know that with my goal for this year to travel more, I'll only be hurting myself. When I went on Google and looked at how much, you know, a ticket costs to go from New York to Florida, round trip is about $400. To find it, you know, round trip for under $100 is a steal. To be able to have access to, um, you know, fancy hotels that no one could normally afford, like the presidential suite at the Hilton Hotel. If you look at how much it costs just on their website, it's close to $2,000 per night. The average person or family cannot afford to put $2,000 into a one-night stay at a fancy hotel. That's two months' rent, or, well, in New York, it's a month's rent. <laughs> Keep it real. <laughs> but, you know, the average person that's living paycheck to paycheck cannot put $2,000 on a one-night stay at a hotel. 
to be able to get something like that for a couple of hundred dollars through this this program, I guess, is like like I'd be a fool to to cancel it. So I don't have any intentions on keeping it long term because I don't want to put the money in his pocket. I don't. <coughs> My goal is to cancel it by September because I'll be done doing all the traveling that I wanted to do and I have to get back to my my you know normal grind so I don't want to um you know keep it for too long but I definitely want to keep it for now so in the midst of all of this my spirit was so vexed behind you know this guy's selfishness his level of selfishness that I called another acquaintance of mine and I was just venting to her you know, telling her my perspective, and she was so quiet. She was so quiet. I wonder, I had to look at my phone to look at the time, you know, the timer on the phone to make sure that it didn't hang up. <laughs> and then it dawned on me, yeah, when I first published my book, she never purchased it. She never shared the link for free on any of her social media platforms. She know I have the jewelry. Though she can't wear costume jewelry, she knows plenty of people that do. She could have gave, you know, $5 for that. She didn't, but, but she'll, she never invested $5 in me, but she'll spend $300 on cologne for a man. She never took a picture of my business card and posted it on her social media. It's like she never did anything. Uh, no encouraging words, nothing. And as I'm venting to her and, and noticing how quiet she is, I knew that it was hitting home for her. And she realized that, you know, she, even she didn't support anything that I've done. But period. Here's the thing. When, when people don't support your goals, dreams, and aspirations... I've learned to not be mad at them. People normally don't care if they're not directly benefiting from it. And again, a complete stranger will support me faster than anyone that I know. Now, there has been a select few people who has, you know, purchased some jewelry and my book and shared a link. Those people are few and far in between. And because they've done what they've done, I'll always remember it. So if they tell me they have something in mind and I have some information that will help them, I will gladly give them the information. If I can, you know, spend, you know, X amount of money, I'll do it. If whatever, show up at their event, you know, I'll do it. So this podcast turned into a half an hour podcast. <laughs> and I was supposed to be very quick, but I'm like multitasking and doing this podcast at the same time. And I just wanted to make sure I get everything out. So I just want to say to you, if you are an entrepreneur, do not be discouraged in what you are attempting to do. If entrepreneurship is your hobby like me, do not be discouraged in what you do. There, To every 10, peop- 10 people that know about your business, 
you might get one who will actually support you while the other nine will just be looking from behind the bush and, you know, won't say anything at all. You're going to have to go to complete strangers for your business. That's my number one advice. Go to complete strangers for your business before you go to anybody that you know, a friend or a family member. You only go to a friend or a family member who you know will support you in anything that you do as long as it's not illegal. <laughs> you know, those people who genuinely do care. If you know for a fact that they genuinely do care, that, you know, they'll do whatever, say it to them. Don't tell your business ideas to anybody who cannot help you. A lot of the times people don't want to see you exceed past what they've done or wherever it is that they are at themselves. Know that we live in a very selfish world. And so when you know what to expect, you won't be disappointed. I want to mention that I've had, when I published my book, I had some professors who read my book and, you know, gave me a review on Amazon. And um, I won't forget them. Um, but I've also had a professor, and I'll never forget him, who told me about his friend who had published a book and how difficult it was for him just to upload it in a digital format. And he told me he'd write a review for my book if I gave it to him for free. I gave him the book, and he never wrote the review. And um, I never got the money for the book either. So I want to tell you, if somebody wants um, your book, um, if you pay for a hard copy, you need to get the money for the book. If you want them to write a review, it costs you nothing to send it to them in a digital format, like through email or something like that. You can send it to them, but um, you have to make sure that they are the type of person who will actually write you a review. Um, and getting people to write a review is, is difficult in itself. That's if you're an author. So, anyhow, I just wanted to share my entrepreneurial story with you and um, to encourage you at the same time. And um, keep your head up and keep pushing forward. Another thing I want to say for me personally, I find it to be easier for me doing um, business when it's a digital product because there's no, no, no real inventory that will take up space. It's not really tedious. You can get your material together at your leisure and when it's complete, you just upload it and, and you know share your content when it's a digital product. When it's a physical product, it becomes more tedious for me. It becomes more tedious. I have to get it out to the post office to mail it out and so forth and so on. And so I personally don't care for physical products. I prefer digital content as opposed to physical content. So I wanted to tell you, um, you know, there's a difference between the two. And think about what you feel like doing. <laughs> Do you feel like running back and forth to the post office? Uh, maybe you like, you know, your clothing and your wigs and your eyelashes and lipstick and lip gloss and so forth and so on. Maybe you like, you know, doing something like that. Or maybe 
you would um, feel that you don't really have the, the, the free time to do this kind of thing. And so a digital product would work well for you. So anyhow, I hope, I hope that you've learned much and gleaned much. If, you know, if you're not an entrepreneur and you're listening to this podcast and you know a friend or a family member that is, even if you're, let me say this to you, even if you're not interested in what it is that they're selling or what it is that they're doing, it costs you nothing to share something from off of their social media platform to your social media platform. It takes you 60 seconds. Matter of fact, it takes you 30 seconds. You can invest that. Or you can write a comment, you know, under the post saying, oh, I'm so happy for you. You know, whatever it is that you think of, say something positive or, or encouraging, whatever the case may be. Anyhow, shalom.